You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Welcome back to another episode of The Food Code. Today we are going to talk about tracking. Um, Tracking intake of calories, of macronutrients, and this is kind of a hot topic and debated topic. I think that there's kind of two fields. Um, The field that demonizes it in a little way and says that you don't need to track, tracking is obsessive, Um, and then people that believe that tracking is helpful. And then I would even add like a piece, another field of people that are obsessed with it, that Mm. are, that it does become a bad thing. It becomes something they get really, really obsessive over. I was in that field for a while. Like if your chicken was 4.2 ounces, like you, you know, I, you know, like if I, I didn't want to go out to eat, like bringing the food scale to the restaurant type person. Yeah, I never did that, but I I basically just would. There not are some go people that do that where they like travel with their food scales mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and I enjoy tracking because I like to see what's in food. I totally. like to see just where I'm at for the day and make mm-hmm. sure that my balance stays in place. Yeah. However, I don't track to be crazy about. Oh my god, I have to get my macros within two no. grams. And I think that obviously, like, if you are a fighter that needs to make weight, if you are a someone that's trying to step on stage at a bodybuilding show, absolutely, there is you need to like you need to be obsessive over it because it matters. Yeah, and then also nutrient timing. You know what I mean? Yes, There's other things that go totally. into that. But if you are someone just trying to lose weight it does not need to be that obsessive. Yeah. So we're going to talk through a couple of things today. We want to talk about like the stages of tracking. Mm -hmm. And so we know there's a lot of like buzzwords out there around eating intuitively and eating to feel and following my body's cues and listening to my body, whatever you want to call it. Um, That's all great. But if you don't know what's in food, you can't do any of those things well. Or if your body has shut off certain cues because you have under eaten for so long and now your hunger cues are totally out of whack, you kind of have created negative feelings around foods. You don't allow yourself to feel hungry or when you feel hungry, you think it's a good thing. Like mm-hmm. that is a problem too that needs to be addressed. Um, and unfortunately, if you're in that place where like you're eating a thousand calories a day and you're just not hungry, guess what? you need to eat when you're not hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to have to work hard mm-hmm. to get your hormones back in balance and yes. get those hunger cues essentially firing, you know, yeah. and like the girls that are going through metabolic prehab for some of them, it happens pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And for others, it takes time and it takes effort yeah. and they feel like, man, I'm like stuffing myself when I don't yes. need to, or I feel better when I eat less. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think a lot of that is one driven by mental things, how we tell ourselves that we, you know, are going to be fat if we eat more. Um, and two, you might not be eating the right things to get the extra calories. Absolutely. In, um, which is something that we can talk yeah. about on another podcast, but we want to kind of walk through the stages of tracking. Mm-hmm. So I think that the number one thing that you need to understand is you need to start tracking when you feel ready. Mm-hmm. If you aren't finding it more of a stress in your life, maybe it's not the right time. But if you're ready, if you want to dive into it, no, it might be a little overwhelming at first. It might be a little frustrating at first, but those things will pass Mm -hmm. and it will get easier. And usually we start with before even starting to track portion control and removing processed foods. Mm -hmm. 
that's like the first step that Liz and I usually take with people that are what we call kind of like babies or newbies to learning how to eat properly. Yeah, because realistically, you're not going to go from never tracking, not even know what is a protein, carb, or a fat yep. to all of a sudden like tracking macros. Like I think that's unrealistic and it's not necessary. Um, so like you said, like following portion control, maybe using your hand as your mm-hmm. guide, getting familiar with, hey, what is an avocado? Like, totally. Yes, it has fats, but it also has protein. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with nut butter. Like yep. it's not a protein. It has very, it has a lot of fat. Yep. It's dense, right? Totally. And so getting to understand food and we like to give a recommended foods list of, you know, Eat more, eat, eat more, some, eat, some, eat, eat less, less totally. right? And so you get used to and familiarize yourself with that first. Then we just go into tracking calories. So I'm not giving you any set goals here. Mm-hmm. We're kind of getting a baseline and gathering data yep. um, for about a week of where you're at with your current intake. And yep. I'm looking at not only your overall calories, um, but as your coach, I would also be looking at where those calories come from because mm-hmm. calories are made up of macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fats. So when the person is ready, then we give them the education on protein and we start looking at tracking calories and hitting protein goals. Yep. And so we might give them, for example, let's hit a minimum of 120 grams of protein a day and let's try and take in 1600 or 1700 calories, depending Mm -hmm. on where they're at. Obviously that was a total, you know, like just example, not based on anyone, just that's what we would say. And so from there, then we just see if they can hit their protein intake. We don't care about where fats are. We don't care what where carbs are. That's the next step. Once they're able to get in enough protein and keep within a good amount of calories for them and their goals, we will then give them ca- carbohydrate intake goals and fat intake goals based off of their lifestyle, based off of what works for them and based off of their body's needs. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And the biggest thing here is protein. I mean, we have another podcast that's all about protein, but protein is satiating. And so what we typically see is that it's pretty easy as we drive protein up to drive out other unnecessary calories, right? Mm -hmm. From, you know, various sources. And so then after we've tracked macros for a while, so protein, carbs, and fats, the person has been educated on what is in foods. They've seen kind of what their ideal days are, example days. They can start to relax a little bit. And Mm -hmm. then we kind of go back to just tracking protein again with calories. Um, Again, aligning the calorie intake based upon what their goals are. And then now we can kind of loosen the reins and they can go back to more of eating intuitively, Mm -hmm. um, following their hunger cues, and just mainly following portion control. Um, I have a caveat here, though, where I still tell um, my clients that protein should be at every meal and ideally every snack. Yeah, yeah, because it's just so easy to move away from it. Carbs are more, you know, palatable. Fats are more palatable. They're not as filling. Mm -hmm. We tend to overeat them more. So protein's just very helpful for kind of keeping your body in check, blood blood sugar levels in check and keeping our goals in mind. Um, And so then we kind of go backwards, you know, again, just doing the protein and calories. And then we go to it an attempt to eat intuitively. Mm -hmm. Um, If, you know, the person, you know, we don't want our clients having to track forever unless they enjoy it. We don't want them to become obsessed over it. We don't want them to feel like they're limited. Um, You know, maintaining your weight does not mean eating a maintenance level calorie every single day. It means some days are maybe a little bit higher. Some Mm -hmm. days are a little bit lower and that's okay. And so what we usually do is to get to a place of eating intuitively, I'll have my clients maybe track one or two days a week. Yeah. Um, Just to make sure that like we're not under eating and getting into that habit again. We're not consistently overeating. Um, It's not YOLO on the weekends. Yeah. I was just going to say like, it doesn't mean that you just track on Mondays when you're like kind of like getting back on the horse again, right? Like you, you need to track (laughs) days that maybe you didn't eat so hot and then days that you were great. Um, because 
we don't want people thinking you can track Monday through Friday and then enjoy the weekends because yes. that's not a good mindset to have. No, no, so no. this is, again, the intention of tracking is to give you education to understand what is in food. So this is kind of how we would take you through phases, giving you that education and then starting to say, okay, like let's relax on this, you know, a little bit and move more f- towards the lifestyle. Yeah. And I would say that's probably the number one tracking mistake is tracking only on the weekdays and minimally or not at all on the weekends. Yep. Um, because you have two camps again, one person maybe tracks just their breakfast on the weekends and then they take in like two or 3,000 calories the rest of the day or another person that gets super busy on the weekends and doesn't eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and both of those can be detrimental to your goals. Mm-hmm. And so that I would say that's the number one tracking mistake. Number two is like not weighing your food and just eyeballing it. Yeah. Like, oh, I think it's four ounces of chicken when really it's eight ounces or it's two ounces. Like yeah. needing to put ounces and grams to something and not even, even not using like cups or tablespoons. Get a, guys, food scales are like 15, 20 bucks. Yeah. They are cheap and they can help you with portions so much. Yes. And I would say, especially weighing out carbohydrates and proteins and fats, um, like I don't weigh out all my vegetables, right? Like no. I'm not getting crazy. Like, oh my God, I had 89 grams of cabbage mm-hmm. today, right? But looking at especially dense foods like avocado, nuts nut butters um you know fattier meats too like it's one thing to look at something and say like okay i'm eyeballing this this is like the size of my palm i think that might be four or five ounces well what's the thickness of the meat what's the cut of the meat right like you can easily go 100 to 200 calories over um not weighing things correctly Mm -hmm. so i would say you know if you are somebody who needs to learn portion control uh, and you need to understand just how big a chicken breast is right because there's also the opposite here was like a very small chicken breast it's mm-hmm. like three ounces or something right and then there's the eight ounce chicken breast yep. and so those are two very different things so not weighing your food can be um, a definite mistake then I would say like not tracking different bites of things I am the queen of this <laughs> I take bites of everything Nick Nick gets insane over it he's like Oh, you bought you bought the cookies from the store with the bites out of them? And I was like, shut up. Okay. They were discounted because they got they had bites in them. Cause I'm the type of person where like I will open a bag of something before I'm even leaving the parking lot at a store and just like take bites of something or pizza that's left over from what Nick loves pizza. And yeah. so we usually order it like once a week. I'll have a piece or two, but then like I'll go in and take a bite of a piece. And he's like, Oh, you're That's just, weird. You just want to taste There's it. There's a bite out of something. You just and like taste those it. things add up, guys. If you do that multiple times a day, easily 100 to 200 calories, mm-hmm. depending on what you're taking bites of. Yeah. Uh, and then I would say not tracking drinks and especially mm-hmm. alcohol. So it's one thing to say, yeah, I had a couple drinks on Saturday night to say, oh, I had three really sugary margaritas and had 400 calories each. So now I was over by 13, 1400 calories from that consumption yes. of alcohol. So why don't people track these things and why don't they take the time to look? And I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's because you don't want to know. You You would rather not face the fact that the margarita that you're enjoying has 500 calories. Yes. (laughs) And that's what tracking does for us. I think people don't like doing it because it makes them face their bad habits. It makes them face the things that have been holding them back from reaching their goals And that sucks, guys. It sucks to face those things. But how else do we change other than creating awareness around it? Okay. And I think that's the other thing that tracking does is it makes us more aware. Like, 
I truly believe I have become a dictionary of food and what portions look like, what I'm able to consume. And honestly, I think tracking has helped me become more intuitive with my eating and been able to make me in tune with my hunger levels and like what I need to eat in a day to get a good intake level to not under consume. And I think without tracking, I would have never been able to do that. Absolutely. I mean, there's no way unless you want to go back to the old school way of like spreadsheets and you know inputting calorie books yeah and it's just it makes it so much easier to really learn and kind of see okay i know that this sweet potato has 45 grams of carbohydrates and i'm going to be training tomorrow and like align it to with your performance goals um and what keeps you satisfied longer so Mm -hmm. you know one of my biggest things that i like about tracking is that when i'm seeing good progress or i'm having really good performance in the gym, I can go back to my food log and say, okay, what was I eating? What routine was I in? Mm -hmm. You know, was I consuming a lot more sweet potato and white rice or, you know, was I having a banana before my workout? Was I doing overnight? Oh, it's like all of those things because every body is different and you're going to fuel your body for this uh, performance goals and your recovery. And so, you know, anytime that I've really dialed in nutrition, I think that helps a ton because I'm able to go back and see, Mm -hmm. you know, what I was doing. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And a lot of people, you know, tracking becomes very stressful for them. And I think part of that is because one, you're facing things that you don't want to face. And two, you're not making it a priority. You're just kind of thinking of it as like, this is just something I don't want to do. I don't want to have to do this to reach my goals. And like, unfortunately, guys, if you want to lose weight and you are not losing weight, food is the easiest variable to control. Mm -hmm. You can exercise, you can go walk more, you can drink lots of water, you can sleep more. But guess what? Food is the number one thing that we can manipulate. And if we can't control that variable, we have no clue what to do. We have no clue if your exercise is helping you or not. We have no clue if you're getting enough sleep. Like when we can remove food from the equation because we've controlled it, then we can look at other things. Mm -hmm. But if we have no idea how much you're eating, we don't know if that's the problem or not. Right. And so unfortunately, it's kind of a necessary evil in a way. And so when you look at it more as like an educational piece, it becomes a lot more enjoyable. You're like, oh, wow, I'm learning about things. Unfortunately, I learned that a chicken wing is 120 calories and like 10 grams of fat and I never (laughs) want to eat chicken wings again. But like that is why sometimes I don't track certain meals if my focus on that meal isn't to enjoy it. Yeah. And that's where I use my intuitiveness and I try to listen to my body and my hunger levels and not over consuming. Um, But for me, tracking helped me control my binging. It helped me control my weight and getting to a place that I was happy with because without it, I really didn't know. Right. And honestly, it doesn't take that much time. No. You can literally track your food while you're sitting on the toilet. Okay. Or while you're, you know, standing in line somewhere or whatever. You're always on your phone. Like that's the thing is people like, uh, I don't want to track. It takes so much time. Like, no, you're always on your phone. And my yep. fitness pal has a million and one entries. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to make sure too, that you, you use common sense with tracking certain things. If you look up a chicken breast and it says, five calories versus the next chicken breast that says a hundred calories and all the other chicken breasts that say a hundred calories. Like Mm. don't pick the one that says five calories, right? Like go with what you see the majority of and try to scan as many labels as you can too. That would be the last two things that I would want to, um, add here Mm -hmm. as far as tracking mistakes because I think a lot of people choose that low calorie option all the time um, or don't track you know 
what is actually the food that they are consuming. So as many uh, labels of things that you're eating, um, try to scan those that will make it a lot more accurate too. So Mm -hmm. we just thought that we would bring this education for you today because we know a lot of people are confused about tracking. Should they do it? Should they not do it? Why do they have to do it? And what's the intent and the purpose? So um, that's where we would say to start and go through those stages. And then eventually you'll have the knowledge to eat intuitively and listen to your body. Thank you for spending your time with us. We are honored to be able to help educate you and improve your life. If you've enjoyed this, please take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and tag us at lsn.coach and leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day. Bye.